Welcome to Solar Tech Talk, where we nerd out about solar energy, solar technology, and energy storage. My name's Aaron Bingham. I'm product manager with Baywari. And I'm Jason Burnett. I'm technical sales support here at Baywari as well. So Jason, I'm really excited about our conversation today. We're fortunate enough to be joined by Paul Bitteroff from PanelClaw, and uh, he's going to be running through some of the recent changes that they've had over there with their product offering, both in terms of hardware and software. One of the things that some folks in our audience may or may not know is that when uh, you were initially hired to work at Baywa, a lot of your role kind of centered around doing work with PanelClaw. Tell us a little bit more about that. How, how did you get your start and what did things look like as you were getting going? Yeah, yeah, I was specifically brought on board, I mean, really to work with with PanelClaw to understand their processes, get familiar with with Claw OS uh, when it was kind of more in the in the beta stage and to kind of take a deep dive on the on the product, you know, whether it was part numbers, how it went together, um, those kinds of processes. And, and so like with that, like I've got to work with a ton of our installers uh, doing system designs, um, getting approved for construction documents. Uh, pretty much everything from kind of the the initial workflow of maybe maybe doing a couple layouts all the way through uh, stamping. Um, so it's been a it's been a fun ride and and uh, looking forward to working with more of our customers on it. Anybody listening to this, our, our customer base, if if you need assistance, uh, ping myself or reach out to your sales rep, and we can get in touch that way as well. Yeah, and this is this is kind of a new level of service that Baywa is offering. Most of the time when we're working with our customers, we're not providing specific design support, right? And the work that we do with PanelClaw is a little bit different because there is more of a um, at least an initial design phase that um, that we support in order to develop the project bomb and in order to make it easier for us to interface with PanelClaw and get a final design going once the customers had a chance to to review it. Is that is that right? Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's correct. The customer may, may already have a, a design layout, so we can take that exact layout and, and get it into the system. And I'm I'm not an AutoCAD expert, so you know with uh, with uh, Claw OS, uh, but I can uh, import and we can share uh, information through Helioscope Designs. So there's a couple of different avenues to to get those uh, initial designs in place. All right, so let's do it. Let's dive into our conversation with PanelClaw. Um, we'll be talking to Paul Bitteroff, who's PanelClaw's VP of National Sales. He's been on that team for, I mean, quite a while. I, I think he may have been one of the earliest hires that they have there. And uh, he's, a, he's a wealth of knowledge. So let's go ahead and see what he has to say about the latest over there. Let's do it. Hey, Paul, welcome to Solar Tech Talk. It's, it's good to have you back. Good to see you. Good to be back. Fantastic. Um, I guess we're gonna we're gonna dive right into to some questions and, and getting familiar with with Claw FR and, and Panel Claw and, and everything you guys have to offer. As as far as benefits and offering, what would you say are the key takeaways from Panel Claw's perspective? Yeah, so if if you're new to Panel Claw, um, we are the market share leader in the mid to large scale. Uh, I guess you'd call it ballasted uh, racking. We've been around since 2008. Uh, focused exclusively uh, on you know mid to large scale uh, CNI applications. We do a, a, a lot of uh, school districts, portfolios, stores, uh, distribution centers. And over the last year or so, uh, since announcing our partnership with Baywa, we've been able to expand our uh, product line, you know, into the small to mid-size market. So, if you've got uh, contractors that are looking at non-resident non-residential applications on flat roofs, our product is a, is a great fit for it. 
Clawfar is our platform, which is available through Bewa in two different tilt angles, a, a 10 degree single tilt and a 10 degree dual tilt. Um, and what's great about it is it's the same platform. So the same essential components can be used in either configuration. And once you've installed the 10 degree single tilt, it's really, really easy to translate uh, into another project, which may be a better fit for dual tilt. The system, the 10 degree version is available with three different row spacing options. The headlines on the product itself is that you build the grid prior to hanging the modules. Uh, the entire grid is assembled with one loose bolt, uh, all to the same torque setting. And then the modules are hung without any tools or hardware. So it's been a really, really well-received product. Yeah, and I would say we, we definitely see that on our end as well. Um, it's nice to be able to complete a full bill of material with you know, six or seven base parts you know, before we get to the, the extra you know, wire management stuff. So it's been very well received and very easy to, to work with from a component perspective. Yeah, every racking company says they're the fastest to install. Um, and we've stopped saying that when, when, we, when people ask us questions about how fast your system installs, we really just focus on, listen, um, it's a rail-based system that lends itself to uh, efficient load sharing within the system, which translates to fewer ballast blocks, fewer attachments that you need than you need with a non-rail-based system. The whole grid goes together with one bolt and the modules are hung without any tools or hardware. So you make the decision about you know, how fast you think it'll install. Yeah, yeah you've, yeah, you've simplified it as much as you can on your end. And so it's up to your team to fine tune that and do the installation as quickly as they're physically able to with yeah. a simple system. And we, at this point, we have, I want to say around one and a half gigawatts of CLAWFR uh, deployed within the last four years or so. So there are contractors uh, all over the country with experience uh, installing CLAWFR. So we started working with PanelClaw about a year and a half ago now. Is that, is that? Uh, first part of 2022. Yeah, that's right. So a lot has changed since we introduced the panel call option to our customers 18 months ago or so. And I'd, I'd love to give a little bit of a rundown. So when we started working together, you all had just been acquired by Aztec and we're going through the process of kind of integrating into that family of companies. You were working on launching Claw OS and um, there, was, there was a lot of exciting potential in being able to offer that program to your distribution network and scale down to smaller projects. Tell us a little bit about where those things stand with y'all now. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been less than a year and a half, but when you recap it that way, it seems sort of like a lifetime ago. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in the same swing of the bat, it, it's we're, we continue to march toward uh, a bright future. The ESDEC uh, acquisition has worked out great. Uh, almost the entire senior leadership team at Panaclaw is still here. That They've been uh, great partners and, and they've really, really helped us uh, scale our vision. So we're really, really proud to be part of the ESDEC family. Um, ESDEC, our, our sister uh, companies are uh, Iron Ridge on the residential side, as, as well as EcoFast and both with great products as well. So in terms of uh, the uh, our service offering now versus then, when we first kicked off this partnership, you guys hired Jason, uh, who was one of maybe two or three people outside of PanelClaw who was brave enough to try Claw OS. And so <laughs> <laughs> he's got the, uh, the scars to prove it. So when we first kicked off the partnership, the, the model was more, uh, okay, hey, um, if you've got a, product, a project that you think would be a good fit for uh, Panelclaw, send it into your Baywa salesperson who would then, I think, collaborate with Jason is, and Jason would come up with a, a design, send it back to the uh, contractor, and we'd, they would do a little bit of um, back and forth iterating through that. And, and at that point in time too, there were a limited amount of tools that really were there 
for external users. So it was still requiring a fair amount of uh, our tech, our internal technical design support to help Jason get projects from concept into permit ready documents. That's really what's changed here today. At this point, uh, Jason is uh, not only a really, really great asset uh, for getting projects all the way from, you know, initial feasibility all the way through plan check. CLAWS is now open to any Baywa contractors to work with directly. Oh, wow. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, right. we we have been working with, in, with CLAWS internally as a tool since the launch of our racking platform, CLAWFR, so almost five years now. And it's been an external facing tool, sort of a narrow release for the last six months or so since RE+. At this point, um, the the tool is uh, open to anybody that would, you know, want to register for it. That's a that's a Baywalk customer. So the first step would be if you have a contractor, or if a contractor is interested in registering for CLAWS and kicking the tires a little bit, get in touch with your your Baywalk uh, salesperson, and we'd get you registered. And then uh, probably sit with Jason for a little bit of training session, learn some of the lessons that he learned the hard way, and uh, he can probably share with you some of his uh, you know do's and don'ts. And then, and then your contractors are off and running. And what's really exciting about it, we had this um, theory when we started thinking about CLAWS. The tool that we built for our internal purposes was AutoCAD-based. You had to really be almost a licensed structural engineer to be able to understand all the inputs around thermal factors and friction coefficients and S values. And the, that platform, that environment was a little too complex for you know a project developer. You mm -hmm. might be really be looking at a hundred kilowatt project and asking themselves the age old question. Do you know what that question is, Aaron? Uh, how can I do this for as cheap as possible, but as safely as possible? <laughs> well, yes, but the question <laughs> I've been selling, uh, this racking product for over 12 years now, and, and my basic job description could sort of be dwindled down to, can you do this project without attachments? <laughs> and, and if you need to have attachments, how many of them are there going to be? And how heavy is the system going to be, right? We can always, uh, most racking folks can tell you within a penny a watt how much that system is going to cost. But until we had a, this digitized experience with CLAWS, speculating on how many ballast blocks you'd need or how heavy the system would be or how many attachment you'd need was really just that. It was, we were taking sort of an educated guess. Hmm. Well, we did a project there six months ago and you needed, uh, we needed a hundred attachments for a thousand modules on that project. Well, now there's no more speculating. Um, you could have a project developer. One of your contractors can within 10 minutes, uh, recreate a layout and rarely do you have perfect and complete information on the front end of a project, right? But you can make some assumptions. You can say this roof can take five pounds per square foot. Um, and we are going to assume it's 30 feet tall. What would those results look like? And then CLAWS can tell you, you know, within a matter of minutes, uh, that, uh, you know, what the project would look like structurally. So it allows folks on the front end of these projects to sort of, uh, what's the cliche I heard the other day, fail fast. If there's a project that's not going to work out because of structural constraints, if you're on a, a data center or if you're on a cold storage facility and putting a penetration in that roof is an absolute non-starter, you can figure that out on the front end before you spend resources and resources and resources only to come to that conclusion six months down the road. Sure. So it's been really exciting. And then, you know, that same project can, you know, go all the way from the use case of sort of pre-construction, pre-contracting feasibility all the way through, Hey, we built the project out and, uh, we had to make some field modifications 
and we just need to get some as-built uh, drawings done. Jason and I were just talking about that scenario with one of his customers. So um, it's a really flexible tool. Yeah, and and I, I can I can definitely back up a lot on the on the Claw OS. You know, those those first iterations that I got to experience were 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 a little little hard, and but I also had the resources to reach out to Panel Claw. And I think one of the the coolest success stories I saw was I, I did a small design and and had a little a small error um, in that it wanted to accept where I I kind of took modules out of place. I used Claw OS support, and I think it was. Two, two days, um, they had a fix pushed out and we were able to complete several more designs to, to finish this project. So that was uh, fantastic. And as far as you mentioning customers reaching out to us, um, I would be happy to, to walk people through uh, the design tool and, and kind of help streamline that as well. Yeah, it's really exciting to be able to partner with you all and uh, just completely expand access to this really fantastic tool for making it easier and faster for folks to install PV systems on these, you know, medium to large commercial roof sites. One of the things that, you know, has been super valuable for us, I know, is the level of support that we've gotten from from uh, the panel call team. And, you know, with with this push to digitize different parts of ClawOS and make that accessible to, you know, in, installer customers. How does the support landscape look for you all? Are you, are you building out more resources to help handle that kind of larger influx of projects and, and opportunities from customers? Yeah, we've got, you know, anybody that's worked with Panaclaw over the last 15 years has, has worked indirectly with the team of technical designers. And as more and more of our partners do their own design work, that team isn't going anywhere. They're based here in the States and they're on the receiving end of a support ticketing uh, platform that's built into ClawOS. Jason's nodding his head. He's, he's used that quite successfully. So, <laughs> you know, whether it is a software-based uh, issue, like, you know, got my password, the wheel keeps spinning, it's non-responsive all the way through, um, help me optimize this project. I have one mechanical attachment. Is there anything I can do to uh, remove that attachment? So we just built out a, a support team that can handle sort, sort of two support teams, one of them on the software side, the password, you know, uh, authentication, that type of thing. And then another one more on the technical side, optimizing projects. Uh, and they're all one ping away. Wow. So Jason, it sounds like your experience with ClawOS has changed a lot since we first got access. And um, Paul, I know that you've mentioned that you all are making many other changes to that platform as well. Are there other things that folks listening should know about uh, what's going on with the ClawOS platform and some uh, of the you know future abilities that they'll have when utilizing that? Yeah, maybe I can respond to that, Jason, to see if you have any uh, you know, testimonials. There are two profiles for ClawOS users. There is ClawOS Pro, which is what our internal team uses to really optimize multi-megawatt sites. And I described that AutoCAD-based uh, you know, structural engineering tool. That's still there. Uh, most of our external users are working with within the ClawOS environment, not ClawOS Pro. And ClawOS features a, 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 an intuitive layout uh, tool. Um, and it takes this, you know, 60 or 70 structural engineering inputs, whittles it down to about 15 key inputs, you know, like what's the roof height or uh, roof pitch and parapet characterizations. And then what are the, the site criteria? And I think Jason would agree that, you know, since we launched ClawOS Pro at RE Plus about seven months or so ago, um, we've been pushing out updates every month that either... Uh, Make the system more stable, more secure, but in many cases, just make the clicking and the ability, the 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 front end user interface more intuitive. 
Um, they're used to, it's a, it's a brand new product, you know, for all, for all practical purposes. And the team has listened to feedback uh, from our partners and, and has been able to make the, the experience, I think, more intuitive and more natural, especially for contractors that may be working in, in other similar software platforms, you know, where you're doing energy modeling or, or maybe some electrical work. This is sort of the structural equivalent. And a lot of those, those points and clicks and tools are sort of now um, more familiar feeling. Would you agree, Jason? Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that some of the improvements I saw, I think on the, the initial launch, it might, might've been hard to get the exact array size. Uh, it was a while back, but one of the, the benefits and one of the, the fixes now I can quickly just add a, a small array or a rough sized array, and then quickly add in the modules to, to flush out that array shape, um, which greatly improved the, my ability to put an array on a roof. Yeah, we had a, um, we internally thought there was one way that people would do this, which is how uh, we how we would do it in AutoCAD. And what we've learned is that Claw OS uh, has to have a little more flexibility tied into uh, the canvas, the layout canvas. Some people like to draw every single gas line and drain on the roof. And other people want to just push modules everywhere and then start removing them. So there's no right or wrong, uh, but we've built some flexibility into, you know, sort of the sequencing around the actual design itself. That, that kind of iteration is something that I love to nerd out about because um, I <laughs> I have a passion for like, you know, streamlined design, efficient design, um, especially when it comes to user interfaces. So it's been very cool to see you all making kind of iterative changes over time to make the tool that much easier to use, that much faster and, and uh, that much more capable of kind of handling the real world style of use that you would normally see, right, with a, with a broader audience. So kudos, kudos to all of that to, to you and the and the team that's been working on developing those. Um, it's not it's not me at all. I have nothing. To <laughs> yeah, do. that's fair. I'm the furthest away from Pass the that credit on to where it yeah. belongs. Then yeah, shout out to our uh, DevOps really awesome. team. They knew yeah. they are. And and so how how would a user know? You know, you've got your your um you know your customer that your installer that is working on a um a solution and maybe they're running into challenges or maybe the system is a certain size. How would a user know when they need to make that leap from just your standard Claw OS to the Claw OS Pro? There's a, um, I would say maybe 10% of uh, the actual users are, 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 would probably benefit from working in Claw OS Pro, you know, unless you're really trained up on the latest with AutoCAD and, and you're very, very technical and minded and precise uh, or, or you're a structural and, or you're, you have access to, you know, a structural engineer. Most of our customers are working in Claw OS. And then, you know, as they're looking to optimize a design or maybe get it uh, over that final step, you know, they can either bring it to someone like Jason to review um, and have him sort of fine tune it or submit a support ticket. Uh, so that's been the real sort of seamless interface. Uh, if you're working in ClawOS and generally ClawOS will generate drawings, which are not approved for construction. When you're ready to have it approved for construction or, or you're ready to have one of our team validate it and make sure that uh, the tool was used correctly, we go ahead and do that. And that's all submitted via the support ticket. And so most our, our team is working within the ClawOS Pro environment. Most of our uh, external users are working within just ClawOS. Gotcha. But, but, you know, many of our customers are developing either some of those skills in-house or, or working with third-party engineering firms or folks that uh, would be qualified for Claw OS Pro. And if they're willing to put in a little bit of time training up on it um, and, uh, and, and collaborating with us on, on, on Claw OS Pro, we're happy to do it. 
And so when, when a customer goes through that step with you all, does that result in uh, stamped plans or? Yeah, so there's two different ways. And I think Jason's gone through both of them. Uh, there's two different workflows as we get, as we move into, you know, the IFP sort of stage of a project and stay, uh, sort of the more common uh, one for the small to mid-sized space is to just generate a proof for construction drawings. Uh, we have a state certification letter. Uh, your contractor can bring to their structural engineer uh, who's doing who's already certifying the building. Uh, they can review all the inputs on uh, the drawings and on our on our drawings and our calculations and stamp them themselves. So it's a comprehensive, you know, singular uh, structural submittal. Um, the other path is to have uh, us kind of quarterback the stamping of it. Both are fine. If uh, if the local structural engineer that's working on a project on the roof certification uh, does not feel comfortable stamping uh, our drawings or all our, or our calculations, we can do that for them. Great. And and uh, use an acronym there. Um, IFP. What what does that stand for? I issue for permit. Awesome. So, so Paul, uh, we, we talked a little bit earlier about CLAWFR and, and the hardware components, and, and I just wanted to, to touch on some of the other accessories um, because th they're now available on our web store. And maybe, maybe if we could expand a little bit more on these accessory components um, and what they include. Yeah, absolutely. We've CLAWFR has been commercialized now for almost four and a half years. And over the last uh, 18 months or so, we've built out a really comprehensive menu of uh, wire management accessories uh, that can solve some of the age old challenges of uh, wiring up these systems. Back in the day, you know, one of the dirty little secrets in, in ballasted in the ballasted racking category is that it, it can be really, really hard to wire these things because the low end of the module is like six inches off the roof. Um, right. And so there have been challenges, you know, uh, we, we would hear from installers all the time saying, how do I wire this product up? And we'd say, well, you know, it's, it's compatible with any, any uh, off the shelf wire management solution that, uh, that you may be looking at. Um, what's great about Claw FR and, uh, and, and our deep depth of expertise in the space is that we've, we've managed to develop uh, three uh, proprietary wire management solutions for some of these really challenging situations where you, you have very little clearance underneath the low side of the module, but you still want to stay above the deck especially with a single tilt system when you're running home runs north-south. Uh, that can be very challenging. Uh, so so CLAWFR um, now has uh, wire management solutions for just about every scenario within the footprint of the array. And what has been a really natural and sort of complementary element of our business together is that oftentimes the racking is sort of procured you know, maybe a month or two months before you're mobilizing. And then, you know, you've been under construction for a couple of weeks. And then the installer's like, wait a minute, we got to wire this thing up. How the heck are we going to do that? Uh, so our great, one of the nice sort of add-ons or bolt-ons, I guess you could say with our uh, relationship with Baywa is that, you know, the, the material's on the shelf and it's a, a quick phone call or, or it's in your web store, I believe too, right? So installers can jump on your web store and in a matter of days, have a home run wire, uh, home run uh, solutions. Uh, they can have brackets, which we provide for mounting RSD units. Uh, there's all sorts of solutions that are uh, proprietary, integrated into Claw FR and really sort of uh, seamless. And they're not necessarily a month out, right? Um, it can be there uh, within a matter of days. So that's been really complimentary and fun to watch grow. And, and some of those solutions are kind of key to the um, UL3741 um, listing, right? and the requirements that an installer uh, must meet when installing a solution to, to that standard. So what, what, what can you tell us about, you know, how the accessories that, that Baywa is offering with uh, Panel Claw play into um, ensuring that a, that a system is installed in a way that's, that's UL3741 compliant? Yeah, we're really proud of Panel Claw. Uh, our UL3741 offering is, is the most comprehensive in the industry. 
Uh, and what we mean by that is that uh, you're not just using our major components. It, it, you can also integrate all these wire management accessories that are available through your web store into a UL3741 compliant design. Um, so you're not improvising your wire management or wondering if the conduit that you're using is listed to the right certification. And you know, uh, sometimes inspectors just like to see that the part numbers that are listed you know, on the 3741 specification are right there on the job. It makes the uh, final inspection um, a little bit more bulletproof. So yeah, I think that's probably the best way to put it. Uh, we should also talk uh, about UL3741, I think in a, in a broader sense. There's a lot of industry uh, discussion around this and a lot of people with really great opinions on it. Panelclaw and, and by extension, uh, ESDEC, uh, our foray into uh, certifying CLAW-FR to 3741 was really customer driven. We had a lot of folks asking us about how we could potentially reduce cost or eliminate RSD units from their uh, designs. And, and so that was the trigger for it. And we went through all, all the testing and certification to UL3741, and we've published some uh, addendums and participated in webinars around UL3741. But we would definitely encourage any contractor who's considering leveraging 3741 to talk to their electrical engineer, uh, to talk to their building department. Uh, just because our system is certified to 3741 does not mean that is the best uh, approach to hazard control for all projects. It is a, a little bit uh, site-specific in my mind. Um, and, and we do not, uh, I, I would encourage, I would just say it's it's very site-specific. And I would encourage you know all, all your contractors to really collaborate with their uh, electrical engineering firms to make sure that they've got a safe uh, system that they're designing with. Yeah, Whether that their AHJs will accept, right? Yeah, that's the other right. part of it. It's such a new standard that, uh, yeah. you know, there's, there's some folks are comfortable being early adopters um, and other folks would prefer to uh, stand, you know, sort of the, the common approach. And, and we have customers that use RSD units faithfully and, and build great systems with them. So uh, we can we can absolutely support that approach as well. Yeah, and at NAPSEP this year, um, I, I talked a lot about 3741, um, and it seemed to come up in, you know, any, any racking sessions. So th there is a lot of interest. And, and I know we've done a, a couple of mid-sized for us panel cloth systems that we're looking to take advantage of it. So it's yeah. exciting to have that full solution in there. Yeah, I think about it when people say, uh, you know, Paul, how do you feel about UL3741? Well, I say that's sort of like, how do I feel about 10 degree or, or, or single tilt or dual tilt? They're just two, it's, it, 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 it's, it's, it's all about versatility because it is, sort of the dirty little secret in CNI rooftop is that every project has a different set of goals and a different set of constraints. And the more flexible and configurable you can be, whether the system should be fully attached or ballasted or single tilt or dual tilt or use RSD for PV hazard control or 3741, that uh, versatility that we have built into our platform is unmatched. And I think it's really key to uh, to our success. But yeah, bringing it back full circle, there's a lot of people that aren't are not convinced that UL 3741 is the you know best solution for all situations and UL uh, when when writing this standard uh, put the onus on the on the racking companies to do this yeah. testing and we did it um, and really the extent of the testing we did was to prove that you know first responders they, they are not really subject to increased danger by interacting with our array and in you know if should there be an accident or an interaction with the array uh, when it's energized so that that's sort of the scope of it then how that translates into a you know a safe uh, electrical design uh, in the field is just out of our scope does that make sense it, it does to me yeah it's 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 a system wide certification right um the onus to obtain it falls on the racking manufacturer right um it's 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 an interesting position for for that onus and i wouldn't be surprised if we see that kind of 
tweaked in, in future iterations of, of code. That's right. We don't have enough testing and certification to do. So just lump another standard onto our plate. We'll do it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Let's go. You guys are doing lots anyway. What are yeah, you we got 2703. Now we got 3741. <laughs> oh, that's fair. It's There's only going to be more, Paul. Buckle up, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we're, we're becoming a mature industry and this is part of it, Dagnabbit. We got a lot of work to do in the next 10 years, you know, and people always ask me, who are your competitors, right? And I think the answer is really, it's the fossil fuel companies. And I think we all share that competitor. And so our North Star is what can we do to help people design and build more systems on flat roofs than, than ever before? That remains our, our, our focus and our mission. And it's really, it's a challenging space, uh, but it's super fun. I love it. Yeah. And the outcomes are rewarding for sure. Yeah, Paul, we've talked a lot about the, the Claw FR product line, uh, but could you speak to some of the, the challenges that, that Panel Claw is trying to solve as we move forward? Yeah, it's a real exciting question. And, and I don't think there'll be any surprises here. As part of the ESDEC, our, our parent company's mission is to put solar on every roof in the world, which is a pretty ambitious goal, right? And I know, I imagine you guys have a similar vision. Uh, yeah, within, we're here for it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Within our uh, business unit here at Panaclaw, our, our focus is going to remain uh, primarily here in North America, and, and it's going to be what can we do to solarize commercial and industrial roofs. And that I use that term sort of loosely. It also applies to schools, municipalities, um, public institutions, any any sort of flat roof. So um, without sort of rolling out our roadmap too explicitly, we'll remain focused on solving those challenges on, on both the hardware and the software side of things. There's only so inexpensive that uh, materials can get, steel can get. Uh, we still spend some time, uh, we spend a fair amount of money in energy designing and converting that steel into uh, a piece of hardware that can you know, hold on to that module for 25 years and not damage the roof and remain lightweight and be easy to install. Uh, so that will remain a big part of our uh, focus moving forward. And I talk a little bit about you know, our competitor, our shared competitors being you know, the fossil fuel companies. But in another way, you know, when you look at the, the, the roadmap and, and uh, what, what folks are forecasting for the next 10 years in solar, I'd love to see more and more of that, those megawatts be deployed on rooftops, in commercial rooftops, especially, you know, that's where a lot of the load is used. And, and you read any paper now, folks are really concerned about um, infrastructure and transmission. And we build all this great utility scale solar. How do we get it now to where the loads are? Uh, so our thesis and, and my personal passion is, is, is around what can we do to build more of these megawatts these commercial rooftops and everybody listening to this podcast, everybody on this podcast has been in a plane and you've approached uh, any airport, especially here in Los Angeles. And uh, you know, there's nothing but vacant rooftops. Um, and so whatever we can do on the software side of it to remove uh, soft costs, Claw OS is just the beginning of some of the work that we plan on doing on the digital front to uh, accelerate this, to fail fast where we need to, to identify the right projects. Um, you should look for some more feature sets being rolled into future CloudOS releases. There'll, there'll be some integrations there that I think will be really, really powerful for customers. And on the hardware side of it, we'll continue focusing on, um, you know, it's an evolving industry. Modules are getting larger, uh, bifacials. There's all sorts of interesting thing happening on the tech side of it that'll impact our hardware roadmap. But really, like I said, our challenge and our what we get up for every morning is focusing on how do we help grow this space? Yeah, I, I know that we've seen increases to module sizing, certainly presenting some challenges for all of our racking manufacturing partners and, you know, panel claws, no different. So we're really excited to see what solutions you're able to implement that are able to accommodate, you know, larger format modules in a, in a, in a new way. 
I, I think I don't think it's any surprise either that you know with the the new growing form factors uh, that we're seeing in the sol- from the solar module manufacturers, you know, CLAFR will continue to evolve and continue to um, focus on supporting a, a broader set of use cases with these larger modules. There's some technical challenges there that we've been working on, and we should have some information for you and some updates to uh, CLAFR on the hardware side of things sooner than later. Exciting. We'll have to stay tuned. Yep. So Paul and Jason. Let's say we've got a, a, a customer, an installer who's listening, and they want to get their next next project started, and they want to use Panel Claw to get it done. Maybe give us a quick rundown of how do they know if they're targeting the right solution? What should their next first steps be to figure out how to go ahead and get the system kind of preliminarily quoted and um, spec'd out? What, what does that path look like for customers these days? Because it looks a lot different than it did when we first partnered together. Uh, contractors that are interested in working with it with ClawOS need to contact Baywa first. Uh, if you just try to register for ClawOS without uh, touching base with us, uh, you will not be able to register. We're, we're controlling uh, and trying to regulate just for security purposes, the amount of folks that register for ClawOS. So you can have a frustrating experience if you just log on to ClawOS and try it and create an account. Uh, but if you reach out to Baywa and make contact and let them know you'd, uh, you'd like to set up a, a, a ClawOS account, we could get you up and running within a couple of days. And then I would think the first step is to spend a little time with Jason. I'm volunteering your time here, Jason. I hope that's okay. Uh, to yeah, just that's perfectly fine. Spend some time <laughs> with Jason. He can coach you through, uh, like, a, like we were talking about earlier. He's learned some of the do's and don'ts with CloudOS, uh, and he can coach you through um, some of the basics. And, th- and then you're on your own. You can iterate through uh, single tilt, dual tilt, and, and see what the impacts are on loading, uh, how many block, ballast block counts and, and roof attachments, and, uh, and ultimately, you know, get a quote from Baywa within days. Uh, and, and that's probably the first step. Jason, did I miss anything or oversimplify things? No, I think that's pretty spot on. If, if we have a, you know, a good project address, a good view of the roof, either a rough layout from the customer, or, or occasionally I'll just throw some modules on the roof. Of course, obstructions need to be checked, but <laughs> you can get a few iterations out and, 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 you know, and kind of have that little bit of back and forth uh, before we start requesting approved for construction documents. Um, and like you said, now that people can get onto Claw OS themselves, you know, reach out to us with that initial project. And it might be a good opportunity to both for us to help with the design, as well as kind of help our customers, you know, walk through the, the Claw OS um, and get more familiar with it. And, and what about those teams that are out there thinking that they, they want to learn more and get more training about either Claw OS or Claw FR, the actual hardware um, that's going in on the roof? What, what are the best next steps for folks who are just at that stage where they're trying to educate themselves? Well, Aaron, um, I'll, I'll clue you in on a, on a website that my kids just informed me about. Um, it's called YouTube, Y-O-U-T-U-B-E.com. <laughs> if you search uh, Panoclaw, there, there are dozens of videos up there that, uh, that are really, really great at, if you'd like to learn more about, you know, the assembly of, of, of ClawFR, or if you're just more curious about the features, you know, we've got hours worth of compelling content up there. That would probably be the first place to start, you know, trying to understand uh, what are the types of projects, what are the real headlines around ClawFR, uh, and then our technical library. If you go to panaclaw.com, uh, go to our technical library, we've got install manuals there, component drawings there, uh, brochures, uh, a bunch of great information. Uh, we, from a technical standpoint, a feature standpoint, we, we try to put it all out there 
for everybody to, to take a look at it. I'd probably start there. Claw OS, if you, uh, we, we are still building out some of the, um, a, a library, there is a knowledge base and some FAQs once you're registered and in the Claw OS environment, but there really isn't a canned video on, on how to, on how to get trained up with Claw OS. We've been doing that mostly sort of one-on-one -on -one. either folks like Jason or, or, uh, folks on our team can, can, uh, get you trained up on Claw OS, but it really, it's, it's been maybe a half hour session. It's pretty, it's pretty quick to get spun up on Claw OS. Awesome. This, this has been such a great conversation. I, I've really enjoyed catching up with you, Paul. It's always great to have you on the show. And Jason, I, I know you've, you've really had a great time like learning that system as well. So it, it's been great to dive in. Paul's been a, a, a huge, huge help. And now that Claw OS is getting off the ground, hopefully I, I don't, I don't uh, bend his ear every single day, um, <laughs> give, give him some of his time back. But, but we really appreciate you being on the show today. Likewise, uh, this partnership is real important to us. We appreciate everything you guys do for the industry. And uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, fantastic to see you. Man, it's, it's always great to catch up with Paul. I really, really enjoyed learning a little bit more about how Claw OS's availability is changing. I'm excited to see what that means for opening the Panel Claw product lines up to more projects and allowing us to do more work in, in our partnership with them. Yeah, definitely. It no longer needs to be a, a megawatt project, 15, 20 KW, as long as it's a flat commercial roof, we're in. And with that, don't forget, uh, you know, if if you're doing direct projects with PanelClaw, uh, we also have their wire management uh, solution on our web store, along with uh, other racking products that we carry as well. So definitely check that out. It's a great resource. Yeah, and, and while you're at our web store, you can click on the Industry Insights tab and search for PanelClaw. And while you're there, you'll be able to check out the last episode of Solar Tech Talk that we recorded with Paul and hear a little bit more specifically what's different between now and then. Um, and you'll also be able to check out some of the um, customer-facing trainings that we've done with PanelClaw in the recent past. And don't forget about, uh, we recently dropped an episode with Sean O'Brien uh, with NAPSEP. Um, that's a great episode, a kind of industry recap and a NAPSEP recap, and check that out. All right, Jason, I think that's it for our episode today. We'll see you all next time. Until next time, everybody.